What's good, everybody? Very excited to be here today. We have a very special guest. Uh, please, y'all, make a lot of noise for Nabila Loveless. Hey. What's, good? What's good? Queens in the building. Hey. Yo, Queens get the money. I respect that. Uh, yeah, John, what are we doing today? Uh, so, before we get into, you know, uh, a really in depth and preemptively incredible interview with Nabila Loveless, uh, we have one question that I feel like we must ask, uh, which is What? what? <laughs> on your mind! So is Ziza. Yes. What's on your mind? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Um, so, Earlier this week, I was in a strange place called Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. That's right. I was there. And, yo, I just realized United Arab Emirates, United States of America, this is my theory, that the Emirates, right, are what the settlers wanted America to be. Like this notion of a free space. Nothing's happening there. You know, no indigenous peoples. And, of course, it's not true, even in the Emirates, right? But I think they're doing that same America-ing on on the Emirates because it's just like capitalism apocalypse, you know? It's like day one, buy all the stuff! Sell all the stuff! Like, it's ridiculous. And everyone's just running around. Like, in the mall, there's an aquarium. It's at least 12 feet tall. There's a waterfall in the aquarium. It's a water crisis. And they don't have any um, water supply originating from the Emirates. So they're shipping in water to do all these things. It's absurd. Where's the water coming from? I don't know. Because it's just up? in the middle of the... I mean, every picture, like, photograph I see of Dubai is like a... Yep. A city that looks like it does not belong where it is. It, and it never will. I don't think I saw, like, any trees that were from there. You know, any native trees. It's kind of like in California, palm trees. They planted for the Olympics. They're not native. Like, it's a wow. it's a shit show. It's a lot. Like, on ecstasy, <coughs> foolery of excess, right? So, anyway, talk about Dubai forever, but this particular thing is on my mind. I'm on the plane, on the ride back. Now, on the ride there, I was sandwiched between these two very large, like, tumescent white men who just snored, and they were just like, Mah! you know, it was terrible, and I tried to, like, think it wasn't terrible, because I'm on a That's plane a to go snore. to Dubai, it's right? Like they did, they were, <laughs> and one of them was so, like, the patriarchy yeah. was so deep within that when I moved, he said, no, I'm okay. What? Yes. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> like, I moved. And he said, no, 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 I'm fine. <coughs> and I looked at him like this. His eyes were closed and I was just like, ah! And I'm making a screaming face right now. Uh, but it was stupid. So on the flight back, 
I get the clutchest seat in economy. I'm on the window and I got leg room because I'm right before the like emergency escape, whatever. So I'm like, yo, it's lit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sweet God. And I'm next to this like quiet couple from Quasar. This is great. Yo, and this shorty, the 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 um flight attendant comes Sports. up to them. Yeah. Well, you know, I think they like flight attendants these All days. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I should have asked her. Yeah. I, I didn't. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's asking them something, and I can tell it's something I don't want to be a part of. It's going to be something like, can you change your seat? And I had my headphones on. I was like, just pay them the <coughs> mind, pay them the mind. Of course, they like try to get my attention, and they're like, there's a woman with a baby who would like, you know, to switch seats with you if possible so that, you know, her and her baby. She just doesn't like the seat that she has. I'm definitely not mad at the strategy though. I just no. like the image of you looking down and the baby being like upset. Excuse me. <laughs> if I have a baby, I'm yeah. gonna milk that shit forever. Oh, gonna, absolutely. You know, uh, I don't like this burger. I got a baby. In the, you know what I mean? You, could you please get me another burger right now? Because this baby the got a baby. The tip of my shoe is smudged. I, I got have a baby. baby. <laughs> I got a baby. I can't be with a smudged shoe. Hey, yo, uh, I'm a mother. What you do? Yeah. Come on, like, have some pity. I'm a father. You know what I mean? Like, help me out right now. Here's the thing, though, right? Come on. Here's the thing. I buy this milking. I will likely do it if I have children. The fucked up part is the baby don't give a fuck. The baby's no. a baby. Of the baby looks at like a piece of shoe and is like this is amazing I'm a baby but the right other now. fucked up part is that as a parent I'm looking at the baby like yo what can you get me <laughs> I mean think about like all birthday got, parties hey, before four years old yeah. you know I mean? that is definitely for the parent the baby sleep it's 2am fetch still going but I'm in but the fourth birthday party that child is awake yeah. it's like so they true. come into themselves yo it's and like, like Drake yo I, yeah. Man, Yo. the first time that I ever went to visit my nephews in Boston, and one of them, like, literally, you know, we, like, roll over in bed, and, like, a little head comes up over, like, the side <laughs> of the bed, and the first thing is, like, Uncle John, did you bring us something? Wow. Ooh, what? No. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, bro, at four? Oh, at four years here? old? Wait, I'm throwing my nephews under the bus who are it's lovely, okay. cordial, oh, kind, we all have our moments big hearted. Absolutely. I mean, DJ name but is they know. DJ loves his nephews. You know it's what I mean? Real. Like, we're not calling that into question. And we're not saying that they're, you know, anything but what they are, which is lovely. <coughs> but I've had a moment where I've looked at someone and said, did you bring me something? Yep. Before I asked, how are you? I've had many moments like that. At all ages. This flight attendant is asking me now to give up this clutch seat that I literally, like, they give me the seat and I'm like, thank you. God. Like, I did a small dance and I'm like, man, how much do I care that this woman has a baby and that she might not like her seat. But she got to me, I was like, infant, damn it. But I said, what's the seat you're gonna have me move to? She's like, oh no, no, it's an aisle seat, whatever. I look back, it's three rows back, it's a middle seat. I hail her down, I'm like, oh, ma'am, I'm uncomfortable with this, I, I will not be moving. And then I go sit back down, she's like, no, it's totally fine, please take your seat. I'm like, thank you. The couple next to me said like, so you're not gonna move? I was like, no, and they're like, good, because we didn't want to sit next to no fucking baby. <laughs> And I'm like, wow. 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 Shout out to that couple. Too Facts. Much love Shout out to that couple. And alternatively, no love. <laughs> On a plane? Hell no. You don't sit next to no damn flight. baby. International flight. Talking about 14, 14 hours. hours. But also Fuck at no. the beginning of the flight, if a flight attendant <clears throat> looks at you and you're like, where is the seat? And she's like, it's an aisle. And then you have to get up and walk to the like middle seat. She's... Like, she's going to get found out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. Like, she's wow. a liar, and she's you're going to be lying. able to look just like She's a liar. Wow. 
say you lied to me. Yeah, why yeah. did you do that? You know? And now you want to come back and ask me what I want to drink? Yeah. You're a liar. She did. Yeah. She sure did. Yeah. And they, I think like a different flight attendant started coming through. Because I, I don't know. Maybe the stars were aligned. Maybe she just knew she fucked up so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but this flight attendant was very happy to see me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was cool. But I mostly slept. Anyway, that's what's on my mind. That's beautiful. Real quick. Uh, that reminds me, Sherman Alexi has a poem about how uh, couples are always being annoying on flights. And they're like, yo, can you... Uh, Please, like, my husband is right here. Can I, can I have this seat, please, so I can sit next to my husband? And it's, like, this very, like, upset, kind of, like, very similar position to what the one you're talking about, Aziza, mm-hmm. where he, like, does not want to give up his seat, but at the end of the poem, he comes back and he's like, whenever I'm asked to give up my seat for love, I always do. Aww. And that's, like, one of my favorite poems, because wow. you just... You feel him, like I feel him so deeply when he's like, "Who are these people? Like, why didn't you just get seats together to begin <laughs> yeah. with? Like, come on, yo, it's the Poor internet strategy. age. You just gotta click the seats together. That's right. like, it's it's very simple. Like, just get your shit ahead of time. Like, why should I suffer because I got my window seat ahead of time and I was like very thorough with my business? You know what I mean? Thorough with my business, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, true. And now you want to like beg me? For, I gotta take a middle seat because you want this seat next to your husband. Like, come on, yo. But yo, it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead, son. But, but it's true. You know what I mean? Like, if it's for love, like I will gladly and begrudgingly, like I think at the same time, I like, give up my seat. Simultaneity. For that, you know what I mean? True. Really glad I didn't have to do that for the baby. Really? Sorry. No. And I, I'll never Facts. see that baby. I'll never know. The baby won't hate me. Maybe the ooh, maybe wow. the parents will be like, yo, there was this evil. We got to tell you the story. <laughs> yo. They did not let you have a seat. And then, like, Kill Bill should be on a hunt for me. Oh, wow. Yeah. It could happen. It could. But then I get to be Uma Thurman and Kill Bill, so who's mad? No That's one. True. No one. Yeah, no yo. One. So, Jose. Yes. What are you, what is on your mind? Well... As you know, you could probably tell on the podcast, uh, I'm just getting healthy right now. And so what I'm thinking about is how often I take for granted my body. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I just like, I'm like, whoa, look at me. Like, I can do all these different things. And I like never think twice about it. But this past week, I was like wiped out with a vi- with the with the flu. Almost said a virus. With the flu. <laughs> it uh, is a virus. It is a virus. Facts. And, uh. I, like, couldn't get up, you know what I mean? Like, I would get up, and I'd be like, whoa, I gotta, like, hold on to the wall because I, like, don't have any energy. Damn. Uh, And even today, like, I'm just, like, getting back to the grind, and I'm still, like, short of breath, and and my voice is messed up. No, your voice is not messed up. (laughs) It's not messed up. Your voice is raspy. (laughs) We can explain the sensual. Sensual. Jose's voice, Jose's voice's name is Sensual. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, hey. Sensual Jones. Yo, please, uh, internet, when you get a chance, tweet Aziza. Ask her to explain what raspiness means. I will answer answer gladly. You know what I'm saying? But I, like, still have a cough. And uh, I just, I'm very cognizant today of like what it means to be a human being and like what it means to like occupy physical space to be in a body that is not a hundred percent uh and so that's what i'm thinking about i'm just i'm just feeling you know 
that I'm still like in the after effects of being sick and, and trying to like get healthy and take care of myself, which by the way, resting is very hard. I don't know if y'all feel that, but like, <laughs> please explain this to, I just, to the fans at home yo, I, I <laughs> and mean, the ones at the table. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just feel like there are many things that I'm good at, you know what I mean? And resting is not one. Like, mm-hmm. you ask me to, like, lay down and be like, oh, yeah, that sounds terrific. I don't have to get up and go to work. Great. <laughs> I'm going to catch up on all my Netflix. And then after, like, an hour, I'm like, yo, this is boring as fuck. <laughs> Please give me something to do. Like, I need to feel useful in some sense. And uh, I just, I, this past week, I would, like, get up and I'd be like, all right, I'm about to do something. I'm, like, going to make soup. And then, like, five minutes later, I'd be like, whoa, I need to, like, go lie my ass down because I don't have any energy. And so, you know, that's that's not fun, feeling, like, helpless. Also, I'm just, like, being sick turns me into a baby. I'm just, like, very <laughs> everyone, It turns everyone into a baby. You are not Although, alone. to be fair, like, your tweets I was and texting, your text messages are still very lively. Yeah. Very I was lively. texting through this whole thing. Only, we would forget, Aziz and I would forget that Jose was sick until no, every yeah. once in a while there'd be a long pause and right. Jose would be like, I'm in a really bad place. Now. <laughs> I've got to go to the hospital. I was no. like, dude, you just... You just sent like a gift. Yo, yeah. And now you're so going to the happy. hospital? And now you're not well. Yo, I would that's not true. I would text these fools all day, like, hey y'all, I'm so sick. This is terrible. Like, please send me some good vibes. But you like, would the kid text. Is, I would text, but it'd be just because I was one bored and two. Oh, like, to you know, much love to y'all, but oh. I was very bored. And then two, I'd be like, yo, like I just need somebody to like pay me some attention and like offer the kids oh, some pity because uh, I'm out here offer the kids in pain, which I don't That's want real. most of the time. You That's know true. what I mean? But when I do you're not sick, want it's it. all that. When you're sick, everything <coughs> is out the window. But although yeah. you were texting the whole time, and to be fair, I think I misrepresented it because. It finally, you did something you'd never done on our text strand, which was you sent a, a voice memo with like <laughs> the softest, weakest voice. It's true. And you said, "I'm too tired to text." It was, it was I'm really going beautiful. I'm to the though. hospital. <laughs> Wasn't it beautiful? It, it was incredible. I mean, I picked up the phone and called you. Yeah. You know. Wow. Damn. Um, and you know, I said, "Internet's, you gotta." Internet's. <laughs> hey, yo, internet's. Uh, I really, part of this was, you know, I was popping ibuprofen like candy, you know what I'm saying? But secondly, y'all need to understand that my voice was so filled with bass that I like kind of was digging my voice. I was like, you need to like I'm talk sorry. to Here's the thing. There it is. You are, mi- you are mentioning all the like discreet ingredients of rasp. <laughs> And this is what I'm talking about, y'all. You can still tweet at me all this nonsense. It's not nonsense. It's philosophy I live by. But, like, when Jose gets sick, anytime Jose has gotten sick, it's been like the lottery for the kid, right? Because anytime I'll call him, I'll be like, who is this very white-sounding-ass man with the rasp voice in my ear? Oh, my God, this is my husband. And I, like, freak out. Um, so, you know, this is, I, while this past week has been a torture for you, I have to selfishly admit it's been... In like a wonderland. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I wish you could just keep the voice without having the like the voice feels very good. Like I really enjoy my voice right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, sensual Jones. It's a different ego. Like sensual Jones. I'm a different person right now, y'all. Yeah, so when dude. you hear this, know that, you know. 
I don't even know how to finish that sentence. Hey, yo, John, what's on your mind, man? Oh, man, I thought I was going to be able to bring the audio in, but maybe we'll get it later. Or I'll say it's audio text. (laughs) We're going to get it later. We don't really do drops on the Poetry Gods, but we might need that as a drop. Hold on, real quick. (laughs) Shout out out to the champs. We really fuck with y'all, but we do not fuck with Doug's drops. (laughs) Doug's drops are not funny. We don't fuck with those. Y'all, incendiary quotes. Yeah. yeah, Doug, if you're on the internet, which I don't know because I don't look your ass up because wow. I don't fuck oh, with your drops, wow. please get at me. Do not fuck with your drops. Go wow. on, that, Doug. Doug, he doesn't he... speak for all of us. Yeah, Doug. The, at least... Real Doug, I can tell you, we were on a car <laughs> ride together. I mean, I think we listened to some pretty bad drops. Like, it was like emotion. He was dropping during emotional parts of Yeah, that was our thing, Doug. You know what I mean? There's always room for improvement, Doug. Now I'm being condescending. (laughs) So what's on my mind Uh, is is small. But I, (coughs) so I was reading this morning. You know, I'm in school right now. And I'm reading To the Lighthouse by Virginia Woolf. Nice. Um, And there's this scene where uh, this painter, her name is Lily, is like trying to paint in the house of this other dude, and she is describing kind of the tyranny of his grief. He's a widower. Basically, though, she describes how he is performing his grief uh, in order to get sympathy, like it's not a pure state of grief, and that he's Mm -hmm. kind of walking around and exuding his own... And he's been played up like this throughout the story, but like exuding his own insecurities... And like coming up, and she just wants to focus on her painting, but he'll come and stand next to her painting and make a comment on it, and then he won't leave. Mm-hmm. And then he like <sighs> exhales loudly, and there's like a whole page of her like, I'm not gonna ask anything about that exhale. I'm not going to like be here just to service this dude's insecurities or his sadness or his mm-hmm. grief. I have a different purpose here, and and I'm not just here like to be an ornament to his. Huh? To, to like his desire for sympathy wow. and in that time in that writing I was like yeah fuck that dude fuck the <laughs> patriarchy fuck you know uh, many different things <laughs> and then uh, my girlfriend came home tonight and uh, and we're recording this at the same time that we released an episode of the Poetry Gods amazing uh, and the release dates I gotta say it's a very busy time for Jose and Aziza and I because we're kind of texting back and forth and uh, responding to tweets which we really like yes yes and I, uh, us more, we love the tweets love the tweets thank it's you for fun. the tweets and I'm ashamed to say that like my girlfriend got home she's like walking over sitting in the chair and I'm just like so did did you listen I can't did you like the joke about the tattoos did you like and it was just so clear that we need a new way to talk about this and I was like oh man I gotta realize that every single time we put something out into the world I can't like sit on pins and needles and wait for her to like comment (laughs) on every single thing we do wow Uh, that's so beautiful and so you know I had sympathy for Mr. Ramsey yeah. in that moment and also thought I need to change <laughs> slightly. I'm doing good, right, but slightly. Good I need to yeah. yeah. I need to change slightly. 
I had a similar <laughs> feeling today because my friend Alexa, one of my best friends in the world, shout out to you, Alexa Velasquez from Los Angeles, California. Um, but one of our best friends, India Jordan, right, she had been listening and it was the first time she had listened. She tweeted us and all this shit. It was really cool. Yeah, She's right. asking me questions about the stories. Like the thing that you wanted, right? It was like, she was doing it. And I was like, oh, this is so satisfying. Oh my God. Like a dog and its belly rubbed. And then I'm t- Alexa's texting me about some like not podcast stuff. And I was like, India, listen to it. It's really great. And Alexa's like, you know what, man? I've been a bad friend in that regard. I've not listened to your shit. And I'm like, you haven't been a bad friend. I'm just excited. And I know you'll dig it. But there's these weird, like, negotiations we have to make now, like, with folk about this thing that we really love. So I feel like that's very real, man. Yeah, it gets awkward. It does. Not just for the podcast, <laughs> but you know what I mean? If you're, like, talking with a friend and you're an artist <laughs> and you're also... Like, oh man, you know, my book is coming out. Right. And you enter this weird space where you're no longer there, where you've put a distance between the friendship by kind of saying something that's happening with you, which of course they would want to know anyway, but you just need to be crystal clear on where you're at as Mm. you say that thing. Right. You Uh, gotta just say like, yo, can we talk about this right now? Or not? I'll wait. (laughs) Or not. I'll wait, but it's on my mind. I'm excited. You know, I think, I think... (laughs) Sincerity, because no friend mm-hmm. likes to only hear from you when you're sending out an email blast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is the unfortunate truth. I've had a few email blasts where I've had to be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna take you off this one email blast until I reach out and say what's up because yeah. I love you." That's really because if you just hear like, you know, that I put out a podcast, that's not gonna be good for our love. And no one's gonna listen to it because they're gonna be like, "Man, you tell me." Yeah, they'll actually this. be like, "Fuck that podcast." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, Nabi, what's on your mind? Man, shit, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just finished a feature here at Urban Word, which Ooh. was fly. Um, thankful the first it draft. Indeed. 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 Hashtag UW first draft. Uh, true, true. Shout out first yeah. draft. Shout out Urban Word. Oh, day, day. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. Being here always makes me really nostalgic. I mean. I've had some of my best times and some of like the craziest times mm-hmm. in terms of like writing here. I met one of my best friends in the world, my Ooh. sister ship, Tahira Nurse here. Yup. Shout um, out to Tahira. Facts. The young god. <laughs> That's a Queen's Trini part of the trifecta, homie. Um, Who's the other part of the trifecta? Desiree Bailey, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Desiree oh, Bailey. Future yeah. guest on the Poetry Guys. Yeah, yes. For sure. So entering into the space always makes me think about always. I always have a lot of nostalgia how the space mm. used to look. It's mm. always very strange. So there's that, and then there's also the fact that earlier today I was listening to this podcast, literally Once. poetry guys, at Jason's house True. with Jeremy, who True. was featuring on said po- podcast for the day. So it was very meta because you were with our first guest, <laughs> yep. our second guest, yep. on the day that you were featuring on the podcast. Exactly. And me asleep in the cut. <laughs> and one of the other hosts. It was crazy. It and was every crazy. time you moved, Aziza was like, no, 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 I'm all right. <laughs> You're clearly here for me. Bring me grapes. Oh Bring my me grapes. I'll take the Diet Coke, please. Oh, God. That guy was a menace. A little lemon. Thank you. A squirt. Don't forget the word. A squirt. A squirt. A lemon. Thank you. Or a sprig. No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Please don't bother me. I'm just sleeping. I'm just sleeping. 
Could you imagine? Hold up. Hold up. Could you imagine? The fucking audacity it takes to go to sleep and just even in your sleep, <laughs> imagine that the whole world is at your beck and call. You know what wow. I mean? Yo, that's a low key a subconscious kind of gall. You wow. feel like wow. it's just like please oh talk about it. wow because it's okay. So there's like the awake thing where like you can kind of fake be humble, right? I'm oh. like I'm like kind of diagnosing this person who I don't know, but here we are. I mean, so, no, <laughs> right? There's like the awake fake humble. Oh, like hey, oh, I thought you were gonna get me a cup of water too okay cool no worries i'm forgetting myself it's no problem but if so if in your sleep you are saying oh no thanks i'm fine that means that that is what you are used to you are not yeah. used to serving or giving anything That's to your anybody state. your resting state is That's... like for people to be on their feet for you at all times mm. so of course the the woman next to you the person next to you no matter what. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I don't need it. It's all good. Bring the, bring the champagne later. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder who picturing. I was going to throttle him with a Toblerone. Like, you're just ridiculous creature. I was. Because he also yeah. ate all these snacks. But, yo, okay. Know this to snacks. Last night, we had a great many snacks, yeah, right? Yeah. It, was a, it was a genuine feast of honey buns and flaming Hots, That's right? Nice. It was disgusting wow. and beautiful yeah. at the great. same time. But this man is just like Toblerone. Cool ranch Doritos. Not interested in your blend of sweet and savory. Yeah. So new challenge for the poetry guys. If you listen to this, take us up on it. Okay, I want you to use a pen or a pencil if you want to get out other art supplies. You can, but you don't have to. You can just do a sketch. Okay, and the winner will get something cool, and we'll decide it when the podcast comes out. Well, I, like I want that. you to sketch what that dude was experiencing in his dream. <laughs> When he said, no, 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 I'm fine. Wow. Okay? Was he being fed by a raccoon? Wow. <laughs> Could be. That's for you to decide. Could be. Okay? Could be. That's Yo. for you to decide. And and to give you context, large, tumescent is the word I use. <laughs> White dude. I don't even know what that word means. Just like, you know, it's there's a wide range of you. Is, you know, you a wide take up range space. Of a wide range of you. Yeah. That's beautiful. You should write that. You know, yes. it's a it's a non <laughs> hey, it's a non ableist, non fat hating yeah. way to say to mess the man is Don't yeah. take that. You don't know take know that. Great. I aspire to be that in the post. Right. Sure. I too yeah. would love to be tumescent in a way that is generous and kind <laughs> to people. Like, hey, hey, Low key, hey. just the idea of being yo. a wide range of things. I'm with that. Right. I contain multitudes. It's a nice thing. I was gonna say. Last night, a man walked with me. I could say multitudes wow. and that's alright so do I not the, judge me I hate the coined phrase great minds think alike mm. for like a real reason that she's just looking at me and she knows my idea is like oh word if great minds thought alike then like slavery would have never actually wow. been abolished but anyway you feel me wow. Um, wow. so Bars. I, I Bars hate that forever. idea but at the same time in this case on this one occasion Jose and I great minds and we happen to be similar there we go. Yeah. That's a good fair yeah, compromise. Yeah, I like mean, like against your your philosophy with what really just happened. Yeah, I think that was yeah. very decent of you, fam. So I appreciate that. I think we're gonna end up in Alabama, right? But yes. let's start. Let's start in Queens, right? Oh, real You're shit. born in Queens. Get What's the, the deal? Money. What does it look like? Oh Put us in God, there. Real you shit, got? Real oh, you got? Were you born with a pen? Full of money. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like, hey, yo, what up, Queens? Get the money. Facts, like, yo. Born with a gold chain. Wow. 
and bills yo, in the left, yo. DMC, shout out to Q-Tip. Shout out to L. Shout out to grudgingly to Nas. I was about to say, yo, the ending portion of my What's on My Mind, Nas top five that are alive forever and always. I said, okay, I'll be here. Internet's that's false. Nas probably not in the top thirty. That is ghastly. Nas not in the top thirty. Nas, you've divided the poetry gods against you. I put you right at twenty nine. So Illmatic. I love Illmatic. My my thing is like okay, Illmatic top five album of all time. So wait, wait, hold on. That's a huge discrepancy. This man who made this album is not in the top 30, but his one album is in the top five. Yes. There's some reconciliation that has to happen. Hold up, real quick, internets. (laughs) Let me just say this because I think, you know, I don't know. (laughs) We're recording this in March, and y'all haven't heard this episode where I talk about Nas, and I'm sure that you will have plenty to say. But let me just say, I just feel like Nas is like broccoli. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nas is very healthy. Very good for you to listen to. But do I get excited about broccoli? Never. Am I always like, am I like, yo, let me let me eat this broccoli? No, I'm like, I get excited about pizza. You know what I mean? I get excited about Here's like, so a home Also, top five, top five. Top five. You're talking about top five. Top five. Also, you got a, you top got five, a, maybe, a career. You maybe know what quote, mean? He's yeah. got a career of mediocrity. Maybe a Okay. A career of mediocrity after Illmatic. That's my stance. And not to quote someone who is in the top five, but baby <laughs> boy, you're only funky as your last cut. Woo! Okay, okay. Facts. Here hey. are the ways. Here are the things Three that I will say. In the top five. Here are things that I will say. Go Illmatic on. was dope. You cannot tell. Me. Okay, I don't know. How, what are your feelings on one mic? Because what I will say is Stillmatic. Beautiful. Stillmatic was an incredible album. Stillmatic for me is up there on an Illmatic tip. All yeah. of the strength. I'm like, yo, me, I listen to one you. mic. I listen nah, to one mic. And literally, I get, the first time I heard that shit, it changed the, everything in terms of what I thought I could talk about. In terms of what I could do wow. as a writer. Wow. Right? Like, it. Hold on, hold on. Nah, say that. Really say that. Yeah, I like it. I'm excited. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting here, you know. A young, a youngin, and it's funny. It's funny that we're talking about Nas, right? Because like Nas was low key, like I think the first person who I was able to acknowledge and be like, "Wow, that's an attractive person." You know what I mean? Like Nas was like your eight. first. Yeah, he wasn't like my first crush. How that old was definitely Lil Bow Wow. But, no, but oh my God. <laughs> shout out to Lil Bow Wow. Shout out to Lil Bow Wow. Not shout out. You know what I mean? That's an MC I'll put in the top. Wait a second. Hey, uh, that's, I'm just that's kidding. Disgusting. I'm just kidding. Hey, Wait, okay. I'm just Can kidding. we talk about this for a second? Lil Bow Wow had some jokes. You just named. Shad Gregory Knox, <laughs> who I don't know, know if you saw that. on the Grammys, literally for two minutes, kept <laughs> kept saying that we're starting the Grammys every 15 seconds. He was like, and we're starting now. And the timer would be like one minute and 15 seconds left counting down to the Grammys. And he's like trying to mosey off, but the camera's obviously following him because it's his job to host the Total Grammy stuff. And so he's like, oh my god, look, we're line dancing, line dancing to cue into the Grammys, which is now that 35 seconds you're left. That guy. <laughs> you're saying that guy, that guy? Can I tell you something? That man is out of competition with Nick Cannon for top five corniest niggas alive. Can I tell you Lord something? Your top 30? Can I just, let, me just, let me just say I don't this. Really know crazy. Look, first of all, that was a joke. But second of all, <laughs> uh, I will say this that segment that you just mentioned. 
is more interesting than like 95% of Nas's career. Okay, wait, we, I think mean, we need to stop this. Yeah, we can talk about Nas, Nas forever. So, Nas, Nas, as, a writer, as a writer, as what you could do, he opened up a door. He was also very cute. Talk yeah, about. I was like eight, and it was the You Owe Me video with him mm. and Genuine. Oh <laughs> and they're just like God, jumping around in like neon one. colors. Shawty, say what's your price? And I was like watching, and I'm like, oh my God, this person is so cute. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> This was before I even knew it, right? Right. And I didn't really know Illmatic at first, you know, I was a youngin'. And then my best friend, shout out to Sophia Baptiste at the time, she was like hey. a Nas head. Wow. And so, at I'm eight years there. old. No, I was a little older, but you okay. feel me. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> we're riding, we're riding. Uh, it was like about 12, I want to say. Okay. And so, at, at 12, 12 to 14, I was like a whole head. Like, it was like me and Jay Z, ride or die. Re- reasonable doubt. I quote this Boss. to, <laughs> I quote to Aziza but often. it's a great fucking quote. Um, I learned that I like should always be in the realm of ownership from Hove. Right? Uh-huh. We never lease. We buy the whole car as you should. Ooh. And I was like, oh, okay. I shouldn't lease things. Got it. Like <laughs> I'm trying to buy shit forever. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea. How old were you at the time? I was like twelve. I love the idea of a 12 year old listening to Hope being like, yo, that's right. You're, yo, Hope is right. <laughs> least things we fucking yeah. buy. Yo, that's a really You're like, I'm gonna thing. buy the whole it's Pokemon huge. set. Yo, yeah. Dad! I don't lease Pokemon set. I don't lease Pokemon set. That's a fact. I don't lease video games. I buy them shits. You feel me? And I don't loan. And I don't loan. So were you writing then or were you just a, were you nah. just a listener? I was just a listener. I was just a listener. At one point when I was like in junior high school, I thought I was gonna be a rapper. And I like Tell started, us about that. That's is, what I was about. I would like before every basketball game, because growing up from like eleven to seventeen, I played basketball. I was an athlete. That was like what I did. I played on a high school team, I played on the travel AAU team, I played in Brooklyn, I played all the time. That was like what I did. Do you still play? Every now and then. I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy to partake. <laughs> Young Steph Curry with the shot. Yo! The second time I heard that this week. No gas, no gas. (laughs) Everyone go to bed. (laughs) Um, All right, so tell us about Young Nabi. First of all, what's your rap name? Wow, there are so many. We've come up with many. We have come up with many, and I'm forgetting all of them. Me too. Of course that would happen. We got to come back to that. Yeah, yeah. So were you at Urban Word then? No. I came to Urban Word late. Like, late because. And you were writing beforehand? Not really, no. Like, that's wow. the thing, right? Like, I wrote, like, a little bit. So, my story with Urban Word is really funny, because I was, like, 14, and I, like, kind of like to write, but I didn't really know what I was doing. So, I, like, wrote a thing, and I, like, went to the poetry club in my high school, and Elizabeth Acevedo was there. Wow. Because we went to the same high school. And so... Liz was like, yo, you should come with me to this place. They do free workshops. It's really cool. It's called Urban Word. And I was like, oh, my God. I'd love to go. This sounds awesome. I'm just going to call my mom. And she's like, okay, cool. So I call my mom. Hey, mom. I'm going to go do free poetry workshops. And my mom's like, absolutely not. You're coming home. And I was like, oh, okay. Hey. Got it. All right. And that's what it was. And so, like, that was freshman year. And wow. I, like, didn't go back to Urban Word until I was a senior. Wow. No. Mm-hmm. So. The whole time were you like, man, I wish I could go to Urban Word? Or was it you well, just, like, know. that dream died? You know? you it, it just it died. Else. Exactly. Exactly. Because I was so into playing basketball. So it was like, oh, okay. Like, well, this thing isn't working out. But, like, I'm still on this team. And I'm still on another team outside playing in Brooklyn. And, like, I'm doing all this other shit. So. 
it was wild. Also, high school sports are for real. Yeah. yeah. I played football all through high school, and I, like, do not know how I could have done anything extracurricular in yeah. terms of poetry or creativity. Yeah. They it was crazy, yeah. Although I say that all the time. We didn't have anything like poetry club in Ohio, which mm. I can't believe that my mm. that adolescence now is like back in the day. Yeah. But it's true, I say that to all the youth poets now. Whenever I'm teaching a workshop, I'm like, seriously, y'all are lucky at where like when I was your age, this was called the football team. Mm. What we're doing right now. Mm. Uh, That's real as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but uh, were you training year round as a basketball player? Yeah, yeah, I definitely was. Because I played at my school, my first year I played for junior varsity. I played for junior varsity. Um, <clears throat> and then me and the coach were cool. He wanted me to come on for playoffs time briefly just to, like, get in sync with the varsity team. But they didn't make it that far. So, and that was okay. Like, they made to playoffs and they lost in the first round. Um, and then from sophomore year to senior year, I was on varsity. Um, and so I was playing for school and then I was also playing for a team in Brooklyn. So once my school cut off, I would go to practices in Brooklyn and then I'd play all summer. And it was like one of those things until I hurt my knee my like junior year. Yeah, it was crazy. I like remember I went up to, I went up for a layup and I came down hard on my knee and I couldn't really walk until they like helped me off. And then my mom took me to a specialist or whatever, and they were like, yeah, you like bruised your knee, and you really shouldn't play. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to play. Wait, it was also, bruised? It wasn't it was like, like an ACL tear? So here was the thing, right? They I was expecting you to be like, I shredded my knee, and you well, were like, I bruised it. Because this is the problem. No offense. No, no, I feel you. I'm, I'm excited to expound. Because <laughs> it was like, Because oh. it was weird. Was. Because the, like, the MRI people were like, oh, like, yeah, you like just bruised your knee, but also like you need this, like, huge steroid shot in your knee and like you also should like stay off it and also like not play ever again and I was like okay you guys sound stupid so I like didn't really play but then I went to New Orleans like three weeks after the doctors told me to stop playing right and I'm like with you right I'm like it's just a bruise like I'm sure I'll be able to I'll be able I'll be fine right so I'm in New Orleans and I was there like basically with this service project that was going on in my high school and there's this one dude who is talking so much shit. He's 6'5", and he played on the, the varsity boys team. And this man is like, he's like, even if you could play, you wouldn't be wow. ah, 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 talking shit. Fuck and so guy. I was like, yo, because I was like, yo, I'm not even supposed to play. He's like, ah, you could play. I dust you. Like, I, I snuff your shot. It'd be whatever. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm playing. I don't care. <laughs> so I go out. Yo, low key, it was great. This nigga was guarding me. I cross over, head to the hoop, laid in on him, goes in, and we win. I was like, oh, 6'5", nigga, what's good? It's uh-huh. it. Wow. wow. Me, my 5'3 ass. And then I was feeling great, right? Because we won. I played. I was like, yeah, I'll be able to play. Yo, Navi, can I tell you something? Yes. I'm glad you told me that story because I was low key gonna start talking shit. I was gonna be like, oh, <laughs> you want to play? You want to play? Keep in mind, uh, Jose got game winnered the last time that we uh, played yeah, pickup go by a fifth grader. A little <laughs> fifth grader. He hit the shot. We oh lost God, the game. God. Is it a fifth, fifth, fifth grader, grader, seventh grader? I don't know how young he was. Time. I feel yeah, like he was year. very young. The kid gets younger every time. The kid gets younger. He was second grade and he just like ran over to his mom. Baby, he was the baby. He was my nephew. He was like, "What'd you get me? <laughs> Boom! Wow. Buckets, buckets. What'd you get me? Buckets, buckets. <laughs> uh, internet. I just want you to know, 
Uh, disregard that last conversation. I will give you buckets if we play basketball, all right? Don't come at me talking uh, 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 about basketball. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't want to hear that. I will get you basketball buckets. Basketball and the infants who beat me yeah. by Jose Olivar. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to turn this back to Navi, but I will just say, uh, you know, my game is like Dennis Rodman. That's what I'll say. You know, I have none at all. I have a I have a zero 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 point zero nothing non-existent. <laughs> I remember being like being taught basketball in elementary school, and I'm I'm very short, you know, and it was it was decidedly shorter than anyone in the class right at the time. We're talking like maybe eight years old, four foot some odd, and it it just looked like it was gonna stay that way for a little bit. And they're trying to teach us how to shoot, and I remember that the coach was like hyping me up. He's like, "You got this! You got this! Like come really close to it." And I do that, like throw my arms in the air, and it just lands like near my face. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, and that never changed. But you're athletic. I'm I'm very athletic. I have I run cross country. I run track. I do the running thing. That's right. You're but a great you, runner. We've run. The three of us run. went for a run. Yo, I love run. this run. Not to tangent too far from from our wonderful featured oh, guest, but I love this because we're going on a run in Massachusetts <laughs> around the time the poetry god is like being incepted. Right? It's like in its genesis and we go on this run and there's this little like run for some kind of like run for you know it's like breast a cancer, like relay on a relay a 10K, like yeah, a, a 10K. finish line of a 10k right and so we're at the finish line like, oh this is interesting <laughs> and then why this whole say there's like a little child an old woman in front of us and they're like power walking and running to the finish line everyone's very happy why does whole say sprint <laughs> 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 We just like get, we've gone like maybe three minutes when we right. hit their finish line. And Aziz and I are like just in front, and then Jose sprints past us through the finish line, like takes the free water. <laughs> the applause. And he's like, nah, thank you, thank you. Like just drinks the water. And we're like, what the fuck is this? And he stops. He's like, I'm good for now. I'll catch up with y'all later. <laughs> I, look, to be fair, I've never moment. loved Jose more than <laughs> yeah. in that moment. I've loved Jose a lot. Same. Ditto. I think we had a similar vibe. Man. Look, kids kids need to learn. You know what I'm saying? Life is not fair by oh you. You will get dusted at the finish line. If I show up randomly to your 10K that you've been running for 45 minutes and I've been running for five minutes, my dude, I will dust you. I will not take it easy on you. I mean, All right? honestly, in oppression. You feel me? I like it. I think it's great. I think it's great. Oh, bro. You think I learned early. You feel me? Wow. This is a lesson in oppression. Hey, to be fair, it was reparations. You know what I mean? The kid was white. Oh, <laughs> the child was white. Oh, <laughs> the I just was took white. back what was mine. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Which was a fraudulent finish at the finish line. Homie, you know what I'm homie. saying? Yes, here's the thing, though. I don't know, man. I claim a lot of reparations. I claim many reparatory things, entities, quantities. I claim groceries as a reparation. It should be free because I had to pick your food out of the ground back in the day. I don't know about a 10K to I benefit mean, a disease. A reparation of W's? I like it. You feel me? Thank you, Dobby. A reparation of wins, yo. Okay, but there has to be like a sliding scale, no? Is it all the wins? 
Kids forever? No, yes. I think it's I think it's what it, what it happens when you stumble okay. upon it. Oh he stumbles upon it. That, that gets really. We had to regulate this shit. That yeah. gets really unsafe. Oh no. Because I could just picture it at a beauty contest for little kids, like Little Miss Sunshine, and then oh, up comes some grown ass black person <laughs> who's like, my trophy. <laughs> Slavery. Girl, beauty pageant queen, and she's just like, Mom. You need like a bell to go off first. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that everybody knows what's going on. Or like a siren. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> a reparations Sorry. theme song? Ooh, what if it was actually the beginning of formation? Like the, the first Yo! And it's just, y'all niggas corny with that Illuminati message. Y'all niggas corny with that Illuminati. Oh God, it's happening. Uh-oh. We're back. Uh-oh. They're taking all our trophies. The parents are like, <laughs> I see it, I want it. That's what it is. I see it, I want it. I see it, I want it. <laughs> Scary, Amazing. scary. Yeah. All right, so you're cool. playing basketball. You're oh, killing your smash. Like it was great. I was like, oh shit! Like I'll definitely be able to play. No problem. Until my knee basically moves out of place <laughs> as I'm like walking in the hallway. Like I was doing nothing in like that would be exacerbating. I was just walking and my knee just and I like almost fell to the ground. And I was like, oh my god, why can't I walk? And then I had to like basically get my knee back into place and it's like a thing that kind of happened like I played my senior year but I didn't get to play all summer so I was rusty as hell first of all and I was like out of shape and it would happen sometimes that like my knee would just like stick in one space and it would like shift out of, out of like its socket and then it would be weird and I'd have to like try and get my knee back so yeah I knew more than one high school athlete who suffered a major injury and as a consequence found marijuana Ah, and I'm yes. curious if that happened for you. You know what's crazy? I didn't I didn't have marijuana until college. Hmm. I was like deathly strangely afraid of it because like hmm. by like cousins and like everybody I knew did it and I was like, "Oh my god, if I smoke marijuana, <laughs> I'm going to be just like them." Which was honestly fine. <laughs> 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 it was honestly fine. They're great people. And they're right. <laughs> they're awesome. But like me, 16-year-old me was like I'm gonna become addicted, and this is gonna be crazy. No, can't do it. Just like you know, channels for our mothers. My mom was the same thing. She was just—I mean, even to this day. Shout out to you, mom. I love you. But she did ask me recently, like, why did you choose this path? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, mom. And she was like, you know, just the this weed. Thing that we you think. do, you know, because she never smoked ever, and I really, really? believe that. I ever? really believe, that. you know, parents. Like, I've never, and you're like, mm, you did. Yeah. No, I really don't think she has. Like, fact, like, actually, I just, I find it very hilarious. After this serious conversation with her, like, look, ma, you know, it's not, um, you know, heroin, even if it was a different conversation. Yeah. Uh, but I'm fine. Yeah. And and you know, you're fine, and everyone's fine, and I'm like perfectly functional. It's really medicine. I don't want to talk to you about this. And she's just like, okay, well, you know, just check back in with me every now and again. Oh. Like, she gets really worried. That that's, really that's the sweetest thing I've it ever is. heard. That is very just sweet. check back in with me every once and again. Yeah. To let me know how you're doing with the week. Smoking thing. is going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think she's just seen a lot of like, you know, friends 
who just had other problems mm-hmm. also do that and has associated the two together. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So, that's real. But I feel you with the frenzy. I was very much like, I'm not gonna until like a really bad, you know, boy that I liked was like, but you should. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> if I take one thing from this relationship, I'll take that. That's real. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. I'm like thinking about it. The first like, cause I, the first time I tried we was in my freshman year. It was like my first semester of freshman year. And I couldn't get high because I wasn't inhaling right. Mm-hmm. And then in the second semester, it happened and it was like a light went off. Like we were <laughs> outside. It was dark as hell. And I was like, oh my God, I see it. I understand. <laughs> and then I was just walking everywhere. I was like, oh my God, I'm so high. And I remember like, I distinctly remember that everything felt slanted. So I was like walking into my friend and he was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, this is the only way I can walk. I'm very high. And then I remember at some point, I just distinctly was like, when does this end? Like, oh. <laughs> I've been high so long. When does it okay. And they were like, yo, I understand. Like, it's fine. Wow. It ends. It's like, it ends soon. Yo, the first time I, love this I got high, I was a freshman in college. And it was me, my homeboy, Emiliano, and my homegirl, Elisa. And uh, and we smoked, and I was like, yo, I don't, I don't think this shit works. Like, I don't think this shit works. And we start walking back to our dorm room, and like 50 feet in, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yo, Emiliano, I think I'm high right now. <laughs> and we go to CVS, and I kid you not, we buy every type of candy that has ever existed God. on the planet. I like grab chocolate, you know what I mean? I grab sour gummy worms. Oh, God. I buy, you know, chips. I'm buying pop. I'm buying all sorts of things. Pop, you but there's a problem. So Midwest. <laughs> there's a problem. The problem is there's a police officer at the CVS. Oh, babe. And so the CV so the police officer's on one end of the CVS, and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, yo, Millie, I don't he definitely smells. It's like we gotta go to this other corner of the CVS. We just gotta stand there. Mm-hmm. Until he leaves, because he's gonna smell us. Like we smell so bad right now. This is a terrible. We could get arrested. This is the end of our lives, basically. <laughs> if you think about it. And so every time the police officer moves, I will move to the opposite. <laughs> every time. Yeah. So the police officer is like just strolling through the store. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Also, you're Latino. Yeah. Police officers have really terrible. That's what I'm saying. You feel me? They have stereotypes and they follow people. These are these things. These things don't mean that he smelt you because you were loud. He also could have just been a racist. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I was too high to consider the difference. Oh, you were. I I was not on that level. I was on the level of like, yo, I really want to be able to eat my chocolate right now. And I want to be able to eat my sour gummy worms. And I want this police officer far away you from me. You had so many wants. I had a lot of wants. Wow. Uh, finally, the police officer leaves. And we bought, I swear to God, we spent like $45 on oh CVS candy. Homie, you we took munchies. Seriously. Yeah. It was the like first time I had smoked. Wow. I love and it. And so we bought so many munchies. And we go to the basement of the dorm where we live, where they have cable TV. And we watched uh, a very bad Quentin Tarantino movie. Which one? I don't know. There was like, I think Brad Pitt was in it. He turned, it might have been Diary of a Vampire. It might not have been a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, were like, they were like, vampires and Brad Pitt. And oh, that oh, involved. Was it Brad Pitt That's or was it just movie. vampires? I don't know. Interview with a vampire? I don't, I don't know what it was. 
It might have been Antino. Dust Till Dark. Because then that was George Clooney. Oh, I don't know. And it was Quentin Tarantino. It, look, it was some Reeves. white actor. <laughs> Sorry, of and, course uh, this is the most important thing about the story. <laughs> and we, I just watched and I was like, I just remember being so dumbfounded that it went from being a human being on screen to a vampire. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting there, I was like, yo, but how? Please, Emiliano, <laughs> stop this right now. How did this happen? And I was terrified and I like... Aww. Had crazy dreams about vampires for like the next three weeks. Damn. <laughs> All right, so wait, you haven't even become a writer yet. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you but are. But you have become a smoker. Yeah. Most crazy. <laughs> we got you as a smoker. You know, but that's it. Where that's do you hilarious. find writing? Like, okay, so take boom. us through so, that and why. Um, my homie Lauren Anderson um, was going to Urban Word, also known as Low. Um, she oh, had entered what? into the Knicks Poetry Slam. Hey. Um, that me and my friend Sydney were also supposed to do, but we are flakes, so we didn't. <laughs> and Lo went like that morning. We were gonna do it. I was like, I don't even know what happened, but I couldn't go. Sydney couldn't go. The only one who went was Lo. And so then Lo starts attending all of these workshops here for free, and she makes it to the semifinals into the next workshop, into the next poetry slam. And so I go see her perform. I'm there just to like be your homie because Lo and I play ball together. That's like my homie. Oh, wow. I've known her for three years, you know? Wow. Um, so I'm just there to support her, basically. And <laughs> it's like me and a bunch of friends from school and she kills it and we're like cheering. And I remember that day I met Sean B, who's like a close friend of mine. I met Tahira Nurse, who ended up being one of my best friends because she was in that bow. Like, it's hilarious to look back at it now because I didn't know these people. Right. Wow. Um, so after she does that, she makes it into Nick's finals. That same like bow. We're going crazy. It's exciting. She asked me, yo, you want to come to a workshop with me? So I was like, sure. So I go to a performance workshop when Urban Wear was located across the hall. Wow. <laughs> and like I thought it was cool. I didn't go back though. I met a lot of really awesome people. I just didn't go back. Who was the instructor? It was Parker, I think. Wow. Wow, Parker was teaching. I think that. it was Parker. All right. I think it was. It's hard. I'm like, I think. So wait, when did you come back? When did we meet? We met. <laughs> That's later. what I'm trying to get at. When did we, we meet? We met like I think weeks later because I didn't I didn't come back for a couple of weeks. But then Nick's Poetry Slam ended and I went to the final stage and that was when I was convinced that I want to be there hmm. for 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 like as long as I can be. Yeah. So I was there from April to August, and so I think you had a summer workshop that was on site. I don't know. <laughs> But that's the one that I think that that's the one that I remember when I met you. We did like a summer workshop that was out in like we would yeah the poetry the poets in unexpected places yeah did, I did like I did a go to public that. art institute is the coolest thing I've ever yeah. been part of yeah, yeah we yeah. like just yeah. did poetry ciphers on like the top of the Brooklyn Bridge yeah. On the subway. In the subway. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even really have enough like instruction because I no. just took all these, you know, like thirty-five teenagers onto the subways. Wow. And you know, this is like the first workshop, so we hadn't talked about, you know, like grace. They <laughs> 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 were like, I just remember this student was reading a poem. This dude was reading his paper on the subway, and she snatched his newspaper out of his <laughs> hand and slammed it on the ground. <laughs> and I was That's like, oh. Like- uh, they're allowed to read their newspaper, right? <laughs> like, they actually read. don't have to listen. Oh my god, oh, that's, that's funny as hell. <laughs> Dang. But yeah, from like April to the summer, all I did every week was come to Urban Word. And like, because wow. from April to before the summer, it was Pat Rosal on Mondays, um, DJ wow. Reborn on Tuesdays, 
with like, and it was like an all women's workshop. Wow. And then it was Wednesday, it was Wednesdays with Willie Perdomo. It's like Mount Rushmore. Yo! And as a 17 year old, I had no idea. I'm just like, oh my God, these people are so cool and they're so nice about the things that I write. Wow. And the thing that I remember most from that time was like, as it was ending, we were going into like summer sessions. I remember I had to leave the last Willie Wednesday uh, workshop with Willie. And I remember being so upset that I had to leave early. Because I had to do something else. And I was like, go to William, like, hey, I'm sorry, like, you know, I have to leave early, but like, I really enjoyed your workshops. And he was like, you're a good writer, you should keep writing. And that to me, to this day, I remember being like, oh my God, this is. Willie Perdomo thinks that I should keep writing things. So Yo. I guess I'll do it. Fuck it. Why not? Willie you know? Perdomo, thank you. Yeah. I owe you a great debt. <laughs> Loki, um, like the kindest person in the wow. entire world. Absolutely. I went to his preemptive ed. He did like a, a professional development session on teaching workshops. Oh. Right. I was teaching my first workshop. Uh, I definitely wasn't at Urban Word yet and went up to him afterward and was like, hey, what's up? My name is John. Like, I really appreciated <laughs> this. I'm teaching a workshop. Uh, and he, you know, like kind of looked past me, but, you know, kind of quickly was like, oh, yeah, write down your address. And I was like, uh, okay, you got it. Address <laughs> written, right? And two days later, his book, Smoking Lovely, came in with like a nice note being like, hope this helps. Wow. And I, like, that book changed my life. I like taught from it all the time. Seriously? Yeah, wow. like I'm, he didn't know me from anybody. Honestly, I just wow. was just like some schmo in uh, 50 people in the workshop. Wow. He wrote on my address, and I, you know, like as a person, I'm down to like take somebody's address, but there's a good chance that they will not receive mail for uh, six months minimum. Yeah, <laughs> Willie like went straight home. To he like got office. a package. <laughs> yeah, he had to go to the post office, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's yeah. old school loveliness. That's what I'm talking about. Like. Thank you, Willie Perdomo. <laughs> Yo! I just kind of don't know what else to say because, like, if Navi had not kept on writing, none, none of well, my life would not be what wow, it is. Wow, that's a story. Actually, though, that's kind of crazy. We're gonna get that. Yeah. We're gonna get some. Yeah, it's pretty insane. So when did you meet Aziza? Actually, let's jump. Oh my god! So this Yo. is interesting. <laughs> I love this because I would love to. So there's a lot of like in transit moments that we've had. Um, I remember in 2012, Cupsy, we were in the same bout. Um, she was at Emory, killing it, and I was at NYU, killing and, it. Thank you. <laughs> and like, um, it was a tense bout, right? Like a lot of tension. Tensions running high, and it's like 19 year old me just being like. <laughs> just freaking out without you know any abandon and um after the whole cupsy landia like finals happens and everything and we're all walking to in and out yeah and we were in the outline together yeah fam and i was like because everyone like nyu had won and i was like geeked um but people were throwing mad shade everyone was real crusty style and shady and they were just like man we hate you man we hate you and it wasn't even us we had a lunatic coach we had a lunatic coach so we were in the shadows of this like absurd creature and everyone was just throwing mad shade but everyone at Emory was just kind you know and you were one of those kind folks and we bought all these burgers and fries and you know I filled my little in and out cup with sangria it was a great night it was a great night (laughs) shitty Stella Rosa sangria yes shout out to you Michelle Jackson for buying the jug of that shit but I remember that being like one of the and then another moment 
I was in 2013. This is my favorite. I love this. Um, and you were an intern. You're about to go intern at Cave. Yeah. And it was me, Nabi, Saf. And my friend Pascal. Yes. Shout out Pascal. Pascal with the ill name. Yep. Like, come on now. Pascal and I were going to go do free yoga. Yeah. Down in St. Mark's. But we got there too late and we missed the ability <laughs> to go do free yoga. So we're there like, damn, yo, no free yoga. What are we going to do? We're walking in St. Mark's. We bump into Aziz and Safia. Yeah. And then we all go get hookah and tea. <laughs> and we're Luka telling each tea. other. Yeah. yeah. And this beautiful, it's called the Cloisters. Yeah. And it's this like beautiful spot. And we're just kikiing. And I was in like a weird mood about whatever I was in a weird mood about. But I was like, this is so lovely. Yeah. And then we went to McPherson's show. Yeah. And, and it was just like... I wouldn't have known it then, but it was the coalescing of like everyone important, you know, like wow. just as it was at BNV, as it was at Cupsy, where it was just like these people are beautiful, but I had no idea like the the sheer amount y'all would mean to me, you know what yeah. I mean? I was like, yo, Safia, you're my ride or die, but like even still, it's just like it's so much deeper, yeah. and like the fact that at the time, you know, I really didn't know, like we didn't no. know each other, no, and that's crazy. That was just three years ago that we didn't know each this other. This was three years ago. Yeah. So what was your first impression of Aziza? Oh my oh, god! Jesus. Wow. You know what's funny is the thing that kept happening was we would meet and we'd go, "Yo, I like your energy." Yeah. Yo, I like your energy. <laughs> we should hang out every single time. It's true. Like I remember right before you were going to Ghana, we were both at the New Yorican <laughs> randomly, and then they asked you to do a poem, and so you were like, "Yeah, we're gonna do a poem," but we're like by the DJ booth, chilling, laughing, having a great time. <laughs> it was a really great day to be at the New York. It was. I think Ish was, Ish was featuring that That's day. What? And That's what. That's why we're all, all there. His books. It was fucking packed. All of them. Only Ish could bring together a crowd like that. It yeah, was like yeah, everybody yeah. that you would want it was to OD. see. T Miller was there. What? Like it was fire. And so like Aziz and I are like chilling out near the fucking DJ booth, dancing, chill, like having a really good time. And we were like, why have we never done this before? It's a oh, great question. Because we're never in the city at the same time. Yeah, because she'd always be in China when I was in Ghana. Or, or in Atlanta. Yeah. That's where I went to undergrad, and, which was like the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when you were in New York, I was in LA. Yep. Every yep, time. Yep, yep. It never aligned until fucking <laughs> 2014. Woo! So what's the first conversation that you two have that isn't like surface you know like I love your energy not surface but yeah. you right. know like you. where you're like oh man I really trust this person and, and like I this is it, a deep you know what I mean like yeah. that moment where you're like oh wow I really you become friends yeah, yeah that yeah. moment where you become friends where you put your heart life. out and it's hell yeah you know? oh man damn remember that your heart out and it's, and it's held. held oh wow. my god damn yeah that's a beautiful thing um <laughs> Uh, what I think it was because I had asked you to come through when I was working at Harlem Children's Zone yeah. and I was like trying to show the kids what this poetry workshop was going to be about and I'd asked all these people to come through and kick a poem for the kids and I was the only one who came through kick a poem for the kids wow. yeah. <laughs> so kicking poems for these kids it ends up being really beautiful we end up like making a makeshift open mic because now some of the kids are like I want to read a poem I want to read a poem and these are kids who before were like Ugh, poetry, whatever. And then, like, five of them are reading poems in front of people, mm-hmm. like, immediately. And we're talking, and we're like, oh, what about this Erica Hunt workshop? Oh, I'm in this Erica Hunt workshop at Cave in Brooklyn. And we both wow. applied, not knowing we both applied, and we'd both gotten in. Wow. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And you were like, no, you got to do it. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is OD. Like, you must. And I was like, you know what? 
fucking right. I must. <laughs> and so then we all show up there like two days later. Yeah. And um, that workshop. <laughs> yeah. That, what is it? So it's crazy because this is the start of everything. The illest thing for for me in terms of like thinking about like the past year and a half slash like two years is how instrumental timing was. Yeah. Like 2014, I was in China. Like. 2013 to 2014, I spent a year abroad after graduating because they offered me a job and they were paying for my living. So I was like, uh, duh, okay. <laughs> so I was just like there and at, toward the end of my time there, I was like, damn, am I going to stay here? Am I going to go back? And I had like just decided that I wanted to be a writer in 2013. And I was talking to my mentor and she was like, well, you gotta, you should apply for an MFA maybe, you know? And so I was like, okay. So I took the top of 2014 to start like researching Who's and your really uh, Nagialti Warren. Hey. She is a professor at Emory. She's a teacher in the African American Studies program. She put together this bomb ass um, collection of Black women writers. It's called like Tempatua, I think, or something like that. And it's like 600 pages of just all Black women identifying writers. It's so ill. That book changed my life. Um, and she just gave it to me. Like, we had to use it for class, but she was like, here, like, take it, you know? Wow. Um, it's giving, man. Yeah. yeah, and it was the first time I had a real conception of what intersectionality was. Mm. That, like, I wasn't really thinking about myself as a woman and being black, and that mm. these things exist simultaneously. In my brain, it was, like, compartmentalized. It was strange. But reading these women who were talking about these things in the same poem at the same time helped me to realize, like, these things exist at the same time. Duh, damn, how did I not realize this, you know? Um, so she's been really important. She was like, yeah, you know, apply. She was like, yeah, like, so be thinking about MFAs. So the main reason why I didn't stay in China was because if I'm, I was like, if I'm applying for grad school, I don't think I can do that here. So I moved back. I come back. The Erica Hunt workshop is being offered in the fall. I apply. We both get in. Literally, I'm going through that <laughs> workshop, and Erica Hunt is just blowing our minds. Oh, we should say who else was in the workshop. Oh, yes. Hit him. Hit him All with right, the hitters. So, hit him with the hitters. So this is what had happened. What had happened was, it was me, Whoop. it was Navi, Whoop. it was Kamon Felix, Whoop. it was Jason Smith, Whoop. it was Charlene McCure, Whoop. it was Nadia Alexis. Whoop. It was Najee Omar. It was Najee Omar. It was Mahogany Brown. It was Mahogany Brown. Wow. It was OD. <laughs> <laughs> Who let all these goons in at the same time? It was day crazy. one was insane. We all read our free rights. It was essentially just us going like bars, bars, bars. Can't live, can't breathe. It was too good. It was, it was too amazing. Good. And the class was on archiving black. Yep. And the thing that I was understanding out of the class was that everything is black. Everything that you do is black. There isn't like this gourd that you're writing into. Mm -hmm. Your lived experience is walking this world as a black woman so everything you write is intrinsically black so write into that personal experience write about detrius you know what i mean write about the things that you might actually discard mm -hmm. and then think about that in a way of diaspora think about that in like a way of things consistently moving what it means to be mobile and black what it means all these different things right like and looking at solid techniques by people who work in archiving industries and the ways that they're able to like rebuild whole communities just by receipts you know what i mean like yeah. it was super incredible super interesting and just like had our brains turning week to week yeah and what was crazy was you know i went into that workshop thinking that like yeah i might apply for mfas but i didn't think i had anything really that would like do anything but 
out of my packet for what I sent out, like five of my poems were from that workshop. Yeah. Absolutely. About you know? seven were from, yeah, from mine. And the hilar- the, the illest shit with that workshop was, I, this is the point that I remember. So I, I, I had come to Aziz's job and we had read poems and I was like, oh man, yo, like cool as fuck. I'm so excited to be in this workshop. A couple weeks later, we were talking over by like the bridge on the like the Williamsburg Dumbo type train and yeah, yeah. we were talking about writing, we were talking about like what we want to do next and he was like, I don't know and I was like, Yeah, well, I'm thinking about applying at my face and he was like, Yeah, yo, I mean I thought about that, but like I don't know. Like, you know, I heard that they're bogus, heard that this and that, that and I was like, Yo, me too, but at the same time I heard they pay. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yo, I got a whole spreadsheet, yo. And yo, she dead Of like 13 schools, the yeah. spreadsheet. And I remember telling her, I was like, well, there's only one I really want to go to. Like, is that crazy? And you were like, no, that's not crazy. And I was like, but I got to take the GRE. <laughs> take the GRE. So like, what was it? You you have all these schools to choose from. You choose Mississippi as like the one school you want to go to. Yeah. You go to Alabama. Why? Why? <laughs> What? I'm not. I'm not I don't mean that negatively. No, right? no. But there are so they many. He loves that. Right? Like, that. why? Well, why here's those the thing, schools? right? So. <laughs> We didn't really know. Like initially, we're in this mm-hmm. archiving black workshop, and we're like, archi- we're thinking about arch- archival tools. And I had been thinking since I'd been in Ghana about like, what is mine as a black American person? Is anything mine? Like, do I actually belong anywhere? You know, there's a whole talk of like, you know, like go back to where you came from. This that I get in Ghana, that I get here, and I'm like. From where? If I got got from where? Can't go mm. back and live in a slave castle. Like, if that's where I would be from, that's where that happened. So, what's ours? What's mine? And I thought, well, the South would probably be mine. Like, we tilled the land, we bled in the land, we lived in the land forcibly, we built something to live in, a culture there. That'd probably be it. And so, in this archival workshop, I started thinking, like, the South would be mine. That, that would probably be it. And um, then we started talking about that yeah. a lot. And you were writing the book. You were writing yeah. the book on Mississippi. I was. You were I writing s- a book on it. I started writing this book from a prompt that we that I'd gotten in undergrad um, that was set in Mississippi. And I was like, I wouldn't trust someone writing a book about Mississippi who'd never lived there. I wouldn't read that book. Like it would be a it would be a farce, you know. And even if it was like a fiction, a fiction, fiction, it would still be farcical, you know, it wouldn't be real. Mm. And so we started talking about the South a lot. And, and this is also in the time of like increasingly high profiled and in number black deaths, you know, Mm. and every day we would just be like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like they obviously want us to die. Like black nihilism, losing it but we're also in this archiving black mm-hmm. and we're like no but we have to preserve it like if yeah. they want to kill us fuck it it's, here's my time capsule you can't kill me and now it's like you can't kill me if I'm already dead you know mm-hmm. if I'm dying and I'm dancing <laughs> you can't get rid of me mm-hmm. um, and so then she and I started to- Nabi and I started talking about like alright this this fuck ass rent is unacceptable this gentrification is unacceptable I want land I want space I want time and that was the South, fully funded programs. And and what's crazy is that, like, this is our conception now, but at the time, we didn't really have all of these ideas. Right. We just kind of knew that we needed to leave New York, yeah. and we knew that there was a feeling about the South. Like, yeah. even the way I found out about Alabama was, like, kind of very magical in a way. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that, like, Tyhera 
had applied to a, um, a contest that they have there. Um, and she didn't win. But what happens is if you submit, they send you their literary magazine. And so Tahira was looking at the literary magazine. She was like, yo, like, Nabi, I think you'd be into this. Like, they do, like, weird stuff on the page. And, like, they do, like, really cool stuff. Like, like a lot of the people who are, like, in these magazines, like, I'm guessing this is their aesthetic. I think you might be into their program. And they have, like, a teaching in the prisons program, which is what something I was looking for in a program. And so I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> and so then I did, like, more research. And I found out like how much they were funding and all that kind of stuff and I was like you know what fuck it this seems cool yeah I'll apply there <laughs> and so literally like I applied and when we start talking about the, the application process it gets very funny because you know me Aziza Tahira Denez Smith Kavi uh, Kavi Kaviunde mm-hmm. uh, Ade. Ade and who else? I think that that was mostly it. That's our yeah. big five. Those were the, our like homies who were applying for MFAs in like the 2014 to 2015 season. I don't think any of us really had any concept of how difficult it is to get into MFAs, no. right? Like we'd look at the numbers and say like 2% things and like we try not to lose our shit, right? So we send up our applications, right? It basically us sending into like this big fucking open field is how it feels, right? It's yeah. just spreading your phones in an open field and hoping someone picks one up, you know? Um, and then the crazy thing was like Aziza finds out that she moves into the second phase of Ole Miss, right? Like that was crazy. Tahira randomly had had a vision that I was going to get into Alabama. Right, and she had like wrote this whole note about it before actually telling me. So I get in to Alabama, and I like call her. I like I was sleeping because I had a terrible job, and I like came home and I was just napping because I was like sad and at this job, and so I realized that I missed a, vo- a voicemail. And so I look at it, and I'm like, it's from Alabama. What? And so I look at it, and I like pick up the phone, and it's like. Hi, this is Robin Bain, who's the director of approach. Like, I just want to let you know, you know, that you've been accepted. And I was like, ah! I literally <laughs> screamed in my dad's office. I was like, I can't believe that I've gotten into a place. This is crazy. This is insane. I'm like screaming. My mom comes up. She's like, are you dying? What is going on? And I'm like, I got to a program. She's like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. And I like call Tahira. And Tahira's like, yes. And she sends me the message that she hadn't sent me before. That was like from days ago. That was like, you're going to get I in. I picture it like handwritten on. It was wild. It was like, it was like a Torah. It was crazy. It was Torah. insane. You have to pull it out. Yes. Like, it's like, like Saul Williams scroll, right? <laughs> From out of the spray can. And the weirdest thing about like Tahira and I's friendships is that like people often say like, oh, you're not the same person. You know what I mean? Um, and sure enough, uh, that I got like accepted on a Tuesday because the Monday was a holiday. I remember that. Saturday, I was supposed to go... Me and Ish were supposed to take out our friend, Sean Desveen, who I call Mega. Um, I got stupidly sick that weekend. I was like, I have fever dreams. It was crazy. But I have this dream, right, where it's like a game show is happening. And on, like, a big board, it says Denez Smith and Tahira Nurse. And it's for Madison, Wisconsin. So I, like, have this... And it's, like, lit up. And it's, like, ding, ding, ding. It's, like, all these lights happening. It was weird. But I have this dream. And I, like, wake up... <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, I think I just had a dream that Tahira and Denise are going to get into Wisconsin. That's crazy. So I like write it down, similar to her, in a note, without telling her. Screen grab it, right? Call it a dip. That Monday, 
I miss a bunch of calls from Tahira because it was a crazy day at work. I like look at my phone. Tahira's like, I got into Wisconsin. I send her the note and she's like, what the fuck? Her and Danez got in that Monday. It's like a superhero. <laughs> No? I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, I want you to have a premonition about me. <laughs> Send me a note. I want a note. You just never know. And we were claiming that Aziz Even was going to get into one, Ole Miss. Like, you're going to have a great sandwich. Yo. I'm going to be like, I had a great sandwich. I'll be like, oh, here's this note. There it I is. Saw there it, it is. It was there written. it is. It was written. It was written, yo. No Again. Shout out. No <laughs> shout out to Nas. All, right. All the shout outs to Nas. <laughs> wow. Shout out All to right. Nas. So maybe you should close this out with a poem. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's gone too fast. This is it has. Yeah, it's, it's been really too wild. much. I mean, while Navi is getting up her pieces of paper, I'll just make like a quick shout out to this thing that we started brewing. <laughs> uh, so we both moved yeah. to the South, right? And we go to New Orleans for my for the young God's birthday, me. And we're in New Orleans and we're kicking it on a on a like porch, right? And um, uh, we text Nathaniel Marshall because we have his book on the table, uh, and we're like, it's not. And we're like, yo, Nate, like, yeah. Young God, look at what we're reading here. And he's like, why would you deign to go to New Orleans without me? And we're like, son, we were not going to just invite you with the two of us to New Orleans. I'm sorry. I, this isn't about you. Like, you know, we're having like a text fight. And he's like, nah, but for real, like we should get a gang of folks and go down there, like our peoples. And then me and Nabi are like, you know, chiefing on the front porch. And we're like, but it shouldn't be a vacation what should it be? Like, they got to come down here. They got to feel what we feel, which is like this openness and this freedom and like this ancestral memory run amok with these cotton fields and all this shit. Like, we're experiencing crazy things. And we're like, it's not enough if we feel it in, in isolation. We have to bring them all down. And so we, we talk for three hours on this porch. And then we can't stop talking about it. And we're like, we have to bring down 17, 18 of our peoples and have them do like a week-long tour of the South. And um, at the time it had a different name. We've since changed it to The Conversation. Ooh. And it's happening. And it's happening in this October. And we're bringing down like fam, yo, all these names, so many names that I feel like now I know them. I feel like I could do it. Okay. Right, we're bringing down Jose Olivares of the Poetry Gods, hey, Nathaniel hey. Marshall, hey. Desiree Bailey, hey. um, Angel Nafis, Angel come on, Felix, Ooh. Jason P. Smith, A.H. Uh. Gerard Avant, yeah. Safia Hello, hey. Elizabeth Acevedo, hey. Paul Tran, hey. Jeremy Clark, uh. Hanif Willis Abdurraqib. Um, Who are we missing? Who are we missing? Two we are. Joshua Bennett. Joshua Bennett and Sahara Nurse. Yes. That's everybody. Wow. That's an incredible lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and we're bringing them through Oxford, Mississippi, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and ending in New Orleans. And we've gotten some crazy confirmations for a bigger conversation in Whew. New Orleans, um, including but not limited to Ross Gay, Gregory Pardlow, Cornelius Edie. <laughs> Rachel Liza Griffith, Mahogany Brown, uh, Aria D. Matthews, Kiese Lehman, Morgan Parker, to name a few. <laughs> Come through if you're around. Come through if you're not around. Yeah, <laughs> on a spiritual tip, it's happening from October 16th to the 23rd. Um, uh, the 23rd, everybody's going to leave, so, yeah. you know, to the 22nd. But yes, we're very excited, and um, it feels like 
this was the dream, you yeah. know, and it's happening. Um, and Ish made us this, like, incredibly fly logo. Yo, shout out Woo! to Ishmael Ish Islam, <laughs> yo. <laughs> he made this Facts. gorgeous thing, man. Like, just, uh, the, just, it's, like, ridiculously beautiful. And the support, the logo right now. Yeah, the support that we've gotten is just absurd. John's face is emblematic of the vibe <coughs> I feel, which is, like, Outrage. You've yeah. already seen it, right? Like once we put this podcast yeah, yeah. out, they've yeah. seen this already. Yeah. This has already yeah. broken the internet. We're going sure. live later this week. Oh, Shout man. out to the Rumpus. Shout this out to the Rumpus. Brian Spears at the Rumpus. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we spoke to you and you agreed to publish these poems and interviews. So thank you for yeah. that. Shout out to you. Shout out to Squarespace. If yes. you haven't contacted no, us, no, not right yet. Now. Not yet. Squarespace. <laughs> Fuck it up. You need to contact you don't us. Don't you yet. So, you know? who else do we need to shout out? You so, know what Square I mean? Maybe Poetry Society of America. You know, you want to put a little money backing for the poetry Yo, guys? How about you? You, want to get on, you better get on early. Poets and writers. Poets and writers. Yo, Lit Drake. Hub, shout out to Lit Drake. Hey, Drake. Yo! Now and always, shout out to Drake. You know, you were the first person we followed on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And you really should support the poetry guys. <laughs> <laughs> Drake, we've been trying to talk to you since December. I'm saying. No, we had a whole project called Drake December. You can go back and look at the hashtag. Wow. There's yeah, also Finance Drake. February, yeah. which had to do We've had some too. success with T-Pain, so maybe T-Pain. T-Pain. Yo, shout out to T-Pain. And when was T-Pain did retweet yeah, Jose. That's true. Hey, shout out yeah. to T-Pain. I Thank appreciate you, T-Pain. the retweet. But when I was in Dubai, I hung out with my friend who's friends with T-Pain. So I got to follow Wow. Him. Oh, hey, got to happen. It's going down. T-Pain, you're welcome to come on the poetry, guys. We'd love to hear about, you know, how you got started in the <laughs> game and all of that. <laughs> Same thing with Drake. Drake, you want to come on? You want to tell us about little wheelchair Jimmy? <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Please do come on the podcast. <laughs> We'd love to talk to you. Uh, okay, I'm going to cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> Two times, two times. What's good, y'all? And give it up. Put your hands together for hey, a poetry hey. god's exclusive. Nabila Lovely. Shout out to y'all for having me. Um, okay. Roan Beauty and Charger. Anwar drove his mother's car like his was the only name on the lease of the silver Dodge Charger. Before he crashed it one night and the driver door caved inward like the center of a spoon. I'd never seen someone drive like they loved to fucking drive. Mm-hmm. Turn so sharp the tires on one side would tilt in the air. Mm-hmm. And I'd get scared inside or outside the car. But Anwar spoke to the steering wheel in a baritone. And this is how I learned tenderness. Mm -hmm. Watching him pull the reins and stroke the car's silver mane. And under the hood, the horses beat their hooves for him. Mm -hmm. Even when he traveled 53 miles past the gaslight. And I think he even named that car a woman's name. Mm Rome, and he even believed her when she said she'd never leave him on the battlefield dead. Wow. Yeah. 
There it is, yo. Yo, Nabi, where can people find you on the internet? Oh my god, um, I am on literally all social medias under Nabilas. <coughs> that's N-A-B-I-L-A-S underscore here. H-E-R-E. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. As always, you can find us, you know, at the Poetry Gods True. on Twitter. Yeah. You know, on we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes right now. It's uh, party. Yeah. If, you know, if you're hearing this, oh. you know, uh, you should know that I'm doing some fly shit. <laughs> <laughs> fuck with me. Just as a rule. Fuck, fuck with me. me. Hey, uh, you missed it, but I was at AWP. That shit was lit. You know what I'm saying? I was at the Botanical Gardens in New York. That shit was lit. Uh, it's it's Aziz very Aziz has got a book out by now. <laughs> I be but I ain't. I be but I ain't. Go cop that. If you haven't cop that, you sleep. Yeah. Go cop that. I also have a mixtape out. And I mean like it's an online mixed tape, like like the kind of tape that has, you know, uh uh what is it? You know, you gotta put your finger in and oh, twist it, awesome. you know. It yeah. has a lot of mixtape graphics by an incredible poet and designer named Edwin Torres. It's out through Rataplax. It's interactive. It it's going to be really crazy. What's the title of that project? Uh, it's called The Perfect Mix. Woo! It's 10 yeah. poems. You can get them audio. You can get them in text with accompanying artwork. It's a lot of stuff that you're going to like. Yeah, I don't have any books out. You know what I mean? Any new books out, you can cop the old ones. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what else do people need to know? Oh, don't forget to send us the artwork from yeah. Aziza's Dream. Okay, we're going to have a crazy... Uh, we can the say Dubai they win a copy airplane. of each of our books, right? I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you copies package. of our books. Whoever gets the win, we're going to tweet you out. Yeah. Yes. We're going to treat you right. Yes. And it's right. the dream, the guy's dream, the guy who in his sleep when I moved said, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Alright, so you gotta you gotta picture the the psyche of this tumescent white man. Tumescent. Um, what a good who, word. Who would say, No, I'm fine when I adjust yeah. to make myself. Yo, can they get free tickets to the New Orleans show? Yo, factual. You get free, if you have to not plane tickets, but if you get yourself to Thank New you. Orleans then you got free yeah. tickets to the And maybe readings. like a cute framed picture of all the fellows signed type wow. shit. Because we're doing those right. anyway. We're going to treat you right. We will. Yeah. It's our first contest, so we really need folks to participate, even if it's just a pencil sketch. Actually, please do. I'm like, real talk, I'm going to participate. I'm trying awesome. <laughs> I mean, I'm what if Jose wins? wins? Throw your best stick fingers in the ring. You feel What's really <laughs> it is a blind <laughs> submission, you know? It so is. we might pick Jose. <laughs> As of right now, Jose is the winner. <laughs> submission in the game right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's up to y'all to change it. It's up to y'all to change it. Damn, this went by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you so Nabi. much, Nabi. And here, so we're playing the song. We're about to play we're the song. We're about to play the song. Here comes the song. Here, this is the song. Bow. People see me, but they just don't know. What I told you, cut People see me, but they just don't know. People see me, but they just don't know.